love their their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, seven to nine with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, six to eight. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. Every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I used to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. 
that's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Barn Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of Bullet Bourbon and a can of California Lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. 
I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Hello, 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 and welcome to Women's Magazine. This is Global Val here, and it is Friday, March 30th. It is the last Friday of Women's History, Herstory Month, and uh, I want to thank all of my guests that have come in this month. It's been a really amazing uh, Women's Month here at Mutiny Radio. I want to thank uh, some of the mayoral candidates who have visited this very studio, to um, uh, including... Angela Aliotto, who showed, who came in and was my guest on March 9th, and also to President of the Board of Supervisors, London Breed, who was my guest just last Friday, March 23rd. And you can find both of those podcasts on mutinyradio.fm and our podcast archive under Women's Magazine and search by the date. So thank you for joining me today. Um, I'm going to play a little music for you, but... Uh, and make sure that all my microphones and everything are working clearly. Here's a little music from Rastaria.
You are listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. That was music from Rastaria. And we'll be playing more of her music here today at Mutiny Radio. It, as I was saying before, uh, it is the end of March. It is the last Friday in March, Women's History Month, Herstory Month, as you may whichever way you want to may you want to you want to see it or if you want to play with the words as I like to do but it has been a really amazing month uh, when you look back on it uh, the, what I see is that uh, teenagers took on the NRA and Congress a, a porn star is actively taking down the president and environmental protesters were held not responsible for their protest um, out of necessity to uh, protect the climate. So if you think we've been living in dark times, I have to say, I think the light's coming on. I'm Global Val. Thanks for being here. Friday, everybody. It is hot today. Spring has finally come around the corner. It kind of had last week, but then it dipped a little bit again, and now it's actually hot today. I am 
kind of happy to report because it was a cold winter here in San Francisco. Um, and yeah, spring always brings with us, uh, with it, new opportunities for growth, for expansion, for new understanding, for evolution, for creation. And so uh, Women's Magazine celebrates all those things, including social progress. I got to go to a pretty uh, cool uh, event the other night. Uh, the San Francisco Young Democrats have an office on Valencia Street, and uh, they had an event where they were presenting kind of just a general overview of the ballot initiatives that are going to be on the June ballot in San Francisco and in California. So they had uh, representatives for various um you know, ballot measures or propositions that you'll see on the ballot. And uh, it, w- it was great. It was informative. It was insightful. Um, they didn't have reps from every single initiative, um, but it was certainly something to, um, a, a good way to get kind of a, a grip or a handle on some of the things that we'll be voting on. Uh, in San Francisco, there are 10 local propositions, and in Cal- state of California, there are six statewide propositions that we'll be voting on this June 5th. And I take this opportunity to remind you to update your voter registration, register to vote.ca.gov, and make sure that you do that, and you do that by, I think, mid-May is, is the latest, so don't wait. So, there are a few, let me, you know, it's Global Val's election season coverage, so um, I want to thank the San Francisco Union Democrats for putting on that event so that I could really start doing my homework, and of course, I always encourage you to do yours. So let's go, let's start going through it. Um, the local ballot measures for San Francisco. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, the first one is actually a regional measure. Um, it is it is uh, region, Regional Measure 3. Um, this is um, a proposition. Um, basically, it was a, a Senate bill um, that was passed by the legislature and signed into law by Governor Brown in fall of 2017. Um, but it applies to the uh, transit in the nine Bay Area counties. So actually, nine Bay Area counties will be voting on Regional Measure 3. Um, it's it's designed to respond to the growing congestion problems. And basically, this new ballot measure... Um, would finance a comprehensive suite of highway and transit improvements um, through all nine Bay Area counties. And there are specific projects for each county um, that you can go online and get more information about. Um, But uh, basically, the way that it would raise money is that it would increase tolls on the region's seven state-owned toll bridges. So that does not include the Golden Gate Bridge. um, And it would an increase of $3 for tolls, but over the next six years. So it would, um, basically there'd be a dollar, um, increase. And then two years later, there'd be another dollar increase. And then two years later, there'd be another dollar increase. Um, and of course there are concerns that, you know, with the, the rising cost of living and the displacement of people who can't afford to live necessarily in San Francisco and having to move out of San Francisco and doing a lot of commuting, you know, a question was, would that disproportionately, you know, hurt those people by making them pay more tolls? And the response from the representative at the at the event was saying that, well, it is $3 more, but it's not going to be $3 more until 
six years from now. So it's a it's a graduated uh, increase of tolls on uh, state-owned bridges. So not the Golden Gate Bridge, which is its own authority. Um, and so basically, all nine Bay Area counties are voting on Regional Measure Three, um, but it's not county by county. Uh, it will be counted all, all of the votes. Um, and if, if a majority of the people throughout those nine counties vote for it, then it will pass. That is Regional Measure 3. <clears throat> now for a uh, more uh, San Francisco-focused, uh, you know, ex exclusively San Francisco-focused uh, measures, um, we've got Prop A, B, C, D, and... E-F-G-H-I. What do you know? They actually put them in order this time. So Prop A and Prop B, uh, let's say we have a few charter amendments, which would actually change the city charter or amend it in some way. Um, Prop A is a city charter amendment. Uh, it is uh, revenue bonds for the PUC Clean Power Water and Clean Water Facilities. Um, this would expand uh, the... Hmm. Let me let me let me read kind of the 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 synopsis of this. Uh, Prop A. Uh, if you voted on Prop, if you vote on Prop A, it's to authorize the SFPUC to issue revenue bonds for power facilities when approved by ordinance receiving two thirds votes of the Board of Supervisors. Um, the SFPUC currently has this authority for water and for water and clean water facilities, and it would allow it to develop bond-funded facilities across a broader range, including solar power, power storage, and other infrastructure for efficient power dis uh, distribution. And the review and oversight of bonds issued under this authority um, by the SFPUC Revenue Bond Oversight Committee, which was established in 2002. Um, anyhow, the, it basically, it's expanding the... Um, the, uh, the the clean power authority under PUC uh, into new types of um, power and solar storage, power storage, but it would not allow for nuclear power. So that was obviously thought about. Um, the Sierra Club uh, endorses it. Um, the mayor endorses it. And uh, yeah, check out uh, more information about Prop A. Proposition B would also uh, is also a charter amendment uh, uh, changing the city charter of San Francisco, and um, this one uh, there's no money involved in this one, and which is nice. <laughs> Basically, this Prop B would prohibit appointed commissioners. Uh, who are currently commissioners of from running for office at the same time. So under the proposed charter amendment, appointed members of boards and commissions under the charter would forfeit their offices upon filing a declaration of candidacy for state and local elective office. The measure would not apply to elected officials who are currently elected officials or those who have been appointed to a board commission uh, like the retirement board or the health services board. The measure would not uh, apply to, uh, as I said, um, 
and the measure would not apply to members of citizen advisory committees. So I'm not really sure how many committees are left over for that, but uh, basically, the, for example, the example that was given, um, a representative from uh, Supervisor Peskin's office, Lee Hepner, was there to um, to talk about Prop B, and um, basically, it, so for example, the example he gave was if somebody is sitting on the planning commission, um, and then they decide to run for office, um, you know, there's kind of a temptation that when people come before the planning commission uh, and looking for you know, approval for various projects and things that if a sitting member on the planning commission is also running for uh, a state or local office, uh, that perhaps there there would be the temptation of a conflict of interest. Um, perhaps the person in, in, appearing in front of the commission uh, would uh, like to contribute money to the commissioner's campaign. Um, so this is kind of trying to stop that temptation um, and avoid corruption. And uh, as I said, there's no real money behind that. Um, it's just uh, changing the way things work. So that was uh, uh, sponsored by the Board of Supervisors, Supervisors Ronan, Yee, Kim, and Peskin. So that's Prop B, if you don't want appointed commissioners to run for office at the same time. Fair enough. I think we should take a little, little musical break after that, because Prop C and D are a, a suite of propositions, uh, and one will determine the other. One of those, folks. So stay tuned. Listen in.
You're listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. It is Global Val's election season coverage. We're continuing now to talk about the local propositions that I, and if you're in San Francisco and registered to vote, you will be voting on in June. All right, Prop C and Prop D. Um, Basically, these two measures are competing for the same funding uh, source. So um, Prop C adds an additional tax on commercial real estate, and the money would go towards childcare and early education. Proposition D adds tax on commercial real estate, mostly to fund housing and homelessness services. Um, so they are competing for the same amount, same money. Um, the uh, there was a representative from Prop C there who talked about how there are 2,500 low-income children on a waiting list for child care. Um, and it, th- this uh, commercial real estate tax would raise $125 million a year to and, and take all of those people and place them. So um, it is a uh, tax on the real estate owner, not on the business directly. Um, and there are exemptions if there if the business there is has like a gross um, income a revenue of less than a million dollars and also nonprofits would be exempt as well so that's prop c uh, if you want those if you want commercial real estate to be taxed and have that money go to uh, child care and and uh, early childhood education um and proposition d um same source of money, but again, to fund housing and homelessness services. So here's the strange thing about C and D. So um, C only needs uh, 50, you know, a simple majority, 50%, you know, plus one to win. Uh, Prop D needs two thirds, uh, 66% to win. So technically they could both pass. So what would happen is if C and D both pass, only the one with the largest number of actual votes would win. So um, they're calling that kind of a, that's the poison pill. Um, So uh, yeah, prop C and D hand in hand uh, looking to tax commercial real estate. And, and just so you know, Prop C uh, would establish a, a tax, commercial rent receipts tax of 1 to 3.5%. Um, and then the Prop D would impose a tax of 1.7% of gross receipts on commercial spaces. And so, uh, just so you know. Anyhow, Prop C and D, hand in hand. We always have those kind of fun little tricky ones. But you could vote for both um, and see what happens. All right, moving right along. So Prop E um, is an interesting one. It is prohibiting tobacco retailers from selling flavored tobacco products in San Francisco. So Here's, here's a little bit of the background on that one. Uh, the Board of Supervisors approved an ordinance banning flavored tobacco products, um, s- such as flavored chewing tobacco and including menthol cigarettes, um, 
And it was originally approved unanimously by the Board of Supervisors last June of 2017 and signed by the mayor in July 2017. Um, but then uh, R.J. Reynolds, uh, a tobacco company, um, came in like, you know, like big corporations do um, when they're feeling like their revenue is going to be threatened um, to kind of uh, get this ballot measure on the on the on the um, on the ballot. Um, so basically a yes vote for prop E is in favor of keeping the ordinance uh, that the board of supervisors approved, um, which prohibits tobacco retailers from selling flavored tobacco products. Um, apparently there are like 7,000 flavors of tobacco and a lot of the literature of the yes on prop e campaign has pictures of some of these products and it's really um pretty shocking um so they have they have uh, like liquid tobacco in these packages that have like candy king batch um which looks like sour patch kids um there's one that looks like a big crayon it says m and n's uh and it actually even has little like drawings of little m and m's on there it looks it looks like candy um there's also one that looks like minute made uh drink juice boxes and it's, it's like vape made i mean it's it's really actually um phenomenal um advertising packaging um, that a lot of these flavored tobacco products uh, get away with and they really do look like boxes of candy um, one of them is called cloud nerds strawberry and grape like nerds like nerds candy um, and it really just looks like it, it doesn't say tobacco anywhere on, on any of these example products so um, those are the types of products that you know the board of supervisors and the proponents of prop e are trying to keep out of the stores in san francisco it's a bit controversial because obviously adults there's some adults who want us to continue to smoke menthol cigarettes and also um, hookah you know which has a cultural um, you know importance as well so um, there's certain like hookah tobacco flavors that would be you know would run come under this this ban as well so um, but um, as the proponents of prop e note that there's more tobacco related deaths um, in the in the country than than any other kind of uh, deaths, uh, cause of death. So it, it's 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 interesting, um, but uh, it is really geared towards uh, keeping kids away and trying to um, prevent a new generation from becoming addicted to nicotine. Even though uh, there were, I think, five thousand uh, SFUSD students who last year it, uh, said that they had tried a f um, candy flavored tobacco product. So, um, it's to protect the kids folks. Um, but you can make your own judgments about whether or not, you know, you want to go down to San Mateo and buy your hookah instead. Uh, you know, just keeping things at bay. Prop E. Um, all right. Proposition F. Okay. Um, Proposition F is uh, otherwise known as the right to counsel. Um, it's kind of a big one this year. The, it's, it's, it creates a city-funded legal representation for residential tenants in eviction lawsuits. Uh, it is money that would come out of the general fund. Um, but apparently, according to the proponents of Prop F, uh, for every dollar 
the city spends on eviction defense saves three dollars in home costs related to homelessness so um, new york city does this already Uh, they provide free civil counsel to tenants who are facing eviction and um, the program would um, yeah it would be administered by the mohcd I'm guessing that's the mayor's office of housing and something, something, but it would be money coming out of the general fund. Although there is no funding source identified in this proposition. So prop F gives everybody a lawyer. If they get, if they're facing eviction, uh, right to counsel, otherwise right to counsel. There was a competing measure that had been put forth in the board of supervisors put forward by, um, Supervisor Sheehy, um, but then he kind of backed away from from that um, because their their legislative uh, measure um, would have provided um, a right to counsel, but it would have been based on income. Uh, this Proposition F establishes no no income uh, limit or level for um, people who are um, eligible. It is universal right to counsel. So um, yeah, that, that measure in the Board of Supervisors is kind of off the table right now. So I guess they're kind of waiting to see uh, how prop Proposition F does. So if you want to, the right to counsel established in San Francisco, uh, you can vote yes on Prop F. Um, although yes, money coming out of the general fund, just so you know, and no funding sources identified for this yet. So just so you know, um, looking at, uh, the overview. All right. All right. Let's see. I'm going to take a, 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 a break here and put a little music on. We'll come back and finish off with prop G H and I, I love you guys. Thanks. Actually, this is a women's magazine. I love you all. listening to women's magazine i'm global val happy friday thanks for sitting around and listening and tuning in and letting me give you a little synopsis to some of these local ballot measures we'll be voting on in san francisco and uh there's also one more that uh in california that was briefed the other night at the san francisco young democrats um event so again thank you to to that to that organization for putting this together all right Proposition G. All right. Um, Prop G is a parcel tax for San Francisco Unified School District. Um, Over the past two years, the San Francisco Unified School District has lost 1,200 teachers for various reasons. Um, Cost of living being 
high among them. Uh, the measure would add a $298 special assessment to all taxable real, real property in San Francisco from July 1st, 2018 to June 30th, 2038. So it's 20 years. Um, Seniors 65 and older and parcels designated as parking spaces are exempt from the assessment. Funds are allocated for salary increases for teachers and other SFUSD staff, such as janitors, um, you know, um, cafeteria workers. Um, so this is really a measure to bring money to the teachers and the staff who are working in the schools who are having a very difficult time living in San Francisco uh, because it is so expensive and their salaries do not cover it. Uh, some of this money would also go um, us to some new uh, technology for the schools. Um, and again, mostly geared towards uh, the teachers and the teaching staff and the other staff at these schools. Uh, so 75% of it is directly for the educators. 11% of it would go to other staff and the rest going to technology. Um, looking to raise through this parcel tax about $50 million a year in order to, to do that and support the teachers. Um, so Prop G, parcel tax to um, help pay our wonderful teachers in the SFUSD uh, a living wage. My goodness. Um, if you're okay with a parcel tax, $298 a year for 20 years. It's investment in the future, folks. So Prop G, if you're into it, vote yes on Prop G. If you're not, then don't. Proposition H. Ooh, this one's juicy. Um, this was the only measure where someone came uh, to speak out against this measure. They were uh, not representing anybody who would put it on the ballot, but rather um, speaking out against it. And it is a complex situation. And uh, the, the scary part is that when people hear about Prop H, they have a, a very kind of simplistic um, but wrong idea about what it is. It's about tasers, and it's about the police being able to use tasers in San Francisco. So, just, just to clarify, police, uh, the police commission already voted to uh, approve the use of tasers in San Francisco. So, that has already been approved. Um, so the prop H is not whether or not to use tasers um, or to approve the use of tasers. That's not what this is about. Um, Proposition H um, is funded by the police officers association. Um, and they, okay. Let me, it creates a policy and timeline to have tasers in the hands of SFPD by uh, the end of 2018, instead of waiting for the police commission and the board of supervisors to approve guidelines. Um, so basically the police commission already approved a whole set of guidelines. They just finished working on it. Um, they had lots of different input about the use of tasers and how they were planning to go forward. So that was the police commission. So they already established some regulations about, um, the use of tasers in the department. But Proposition H would completely nullify all of those negotiations and policies that have been established, um, and rather put all of the authority over tasers 
into the Police Officers Association, which not to be confused with the Police Commission. So um, two different bodies of, of uh, decision makers there. Um, so the uh, Prop H, the, the measure would prevent changes to the taser policy unless it's approved by four-fifths vote of the Board of Supervisors or by voters at the ballot box yet again. Um, hmm. So uh, the person who came out that night uh, was speaking about no on H, uh, even though uh, she was part of a movement to try to prevent tasers from being used in the first place. Uh, that ship has passed because the police officers, um, the police commission already voted to do it and started working on all of these, um, you know, regulations and procedures and, and things uh, in order to, to start implementing the use of tasers uh, in the SFPD. So she was there to argue no on H because it would completely um, basically um, throw that whole document out and all the process that's that um, that the police commission has been working through over the past several months um, and put it in the police officers association uh, authority so basically um, and even um, the acting mayor mark farrell came out um he, he was an original proponent of Proposition H, but because the police commission already came out with their regulations, he now says um, that it's no longer needed. So basically, um, if, if, if you want to vote um, no on Prop H, you're saying let the police commission uh, you know, follow through with its policies that it's spent months establishing and don't take all that away and throw it into the camp of the um, Police Officers Association who, yeah. Um, so basically kind of a, it got on the ballot, um, but we may not need it anymore. So um, Prop H is a likely no vote. Um, but again, if people are out there saying, oh, tasers, yes, and, and or tasers, no, that is not what Proposition H is about. Tasers have already been approved. So it basically means who's going to get to administer the authority. Um, oh, juicy, juicy stuff. Um, never a dull moment in San Francisco politics. Um, finally, we come to Proposition I. Um, now, this is just a declaration of policy. It doesn't change the city charter. Uh, it doesn't make anything a law. It just establishes a kind of, um, well, kind of a, a declaration of intention. It's a declaration of policy uh, measure that we're voting on on Prop I. Um, and it's about the relocation of professional sports teams. Um, basically, it, <laughs> okay. it, it, it establishes, seeks to establish a policy that will prohibit San Francisco from seeking or, or recruiting uh, professional sports teams to relocate to San Francisco. Um, it says, basically, um, we, we won't try to recruit established teams that are established in other cities, and we won't accept any new sports teams from other places if that team is in debt. So, um, I'm not sure who put Prop I on there. Uh, no one was there to uh, represent that. So, um, again, a yes vote would just see this policy established as kind of a general standpoint of the city of San Francisco, and a no vote uh, would just reject that notion. So, Prop I has its own little thing going on. And finally, as we skip over from San Francisco, that's it for San Francisco, A through I. 
June 5th, better vote. Um, but also skipping over to the state measures, um, there there are, as I said, six state measures, but I only want to talk about one of them. Uh, there was a representative there from the Bay Area Open Space Council for Proposition 68. Uh, California Drought, Water, Parks, Climate, and Coastal Protection and Outdoor Access for All Act. Um, it was San- uh, Senate Bill 5, put forward by uh, Kevin DeLeon in Sacramento. Um, basically, uh, let's see. Issuing general obligation bonds uh, and to the tune of one point four, sorry, one point four billion dollars. Uh, that's with a B. Uh, with the money used to finance state and local parks, water conservation measures, water reliability to disadvantaged communities, and flood protection projects. Uh, California parks provide open space and recreation, improving health and community well-being. Uh, Prop 68 is receiving uh, three over 300 statewide endorsements, and uh, we haven't had a bill uh, to fund the parks in over 15 years. Um, so this 1.4, sorry, I keep saying the opposite, 4.1 billion dollar general obligation bond uh, includes 725 millions going into poor areas these disadvantaged communities and making sure that there's water access there so that's a big chunk of this bill and and the consideration for how do we make sure that you know water is is available um, and protected and conserved um, and their part of it would support climate resilience so prop 68 is a vote to fund California state parks the conservation efforts uh, involved in uh, protecting our waters and um, and flood protection and making sure that disadvantaged communities have access to clean water. Hey, it's a lot of money, but it sounds like a pretty good thing to do. Uh, so again, the Bay Area Open Space Council came, um, the, the director, Deb Callahan, came to speak about Prop 68 and endorse that. So uh, I'm going to get in touch with Deb and hopefully she'll be able to come in or call in over the, sometime in the next few weeks to, to talk a little bit more about Prop 68. All right. That's all I've got. Um, the state also has Prop 69. Uh Prop 69, 70, 71, 72. But we'll get to that another time. Thanks for hanging in there, everybody. Uh, and uh, I'm happy to be able to provide some of this information to you. And again, thank the San Francisco Young Democrats for hosting that event where we could get the overview of our local and state ballot measures. Again, get out there and register to vote. Uh, register to vote.ca.gov. Update your voter registration by May and uh, j- voting is June 5th. We've got a couple more minutes. I'm going to play music for a second, grab a poem, and away we go.
All right. Thanks for tuning in to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val here at MutinyRadio.fm. Do stay tuned. We'll be back in a few minutes with the Common Thread Collective coming up next to this community open mic. You can join us at 21st in Florida. But it is the last day of... Uh, it's the last uh, Friday of Women's History Month, and uh, I want to give mad props to all the ladies out there doing amazing work and uh, staying true and holding strong in these really strong tides of change. I see the change coming. It's happening. So here's a little poem for you. This is actually from several years ago now, uh, included in my book, Shaking Out the Smoke Screen, and it's called, I Do Declare. I do declare life is too short and liberty too precious that the only crime would be to jeopardize our happiness. We will stand up even when defeated and we promise this. Unfair chartering of votes, bailing water out of sinking boats while grabbing hands encroach upon our shores, sinking into the soils for spoils. Come we how to this confounding point. Done with the tousled game, pieces in disarray, turned out by frustration as this brittle nation flakes off another day of dreary ways. And here, parked under the dock of the bay, trying to track the tides. Peace. Lots of love, everybody. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like covering the election season and uh, inviting mayoral candidates come down to your local radio show and they actually say, yes, hey, it's for the people. So inspiration is contagious. I thank you. Stay tuned. Mutiny Radio. Aw, yeah. Free from the two-faced temptation. Free from the trouble of the double standard.